Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome back to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 233. I am Nick Morowski. This is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, we do this live on Sundays, 8 p.m. on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, uh, join us, jump in the comments. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find the audio absolutely everywhere. Uh, what a week for our White Sox. Um, gosh, yeah, we're going to talk a little uh, Crosstown series or, or Windy City Classic, as I still call it from way back when. Um, how about that series with the Rockies? Uh Ouch. Uh, but chopping everything up with me, my very good friend, diehard Sox fan, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Buddy, uh, we're another week closer to the end. It's uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> another uh, week closer to the end. That's the good news, uh, right? Let's yeah. start with the good yeah. news. Let's try and be positive today. We've been so negative at the last, uh, I don't know, two years. Let's try and find a way to be positive uh, on this show today. Is there any possible chance? I, I'm excited. I spent the entire day today out at uh, Raging Waves Water Park out in, in Yorkville. Uh-huh. PSA, uh-huh. wear sunscreen. <laughs> Don't know if you've ever Wait heard of a that. second. Wait a second. You need to make a service announcement going to a water park uh, in uh, mid to late August that you need to wear sunscreen. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Just checking. Where, in. All right. Because uh, I, 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 good thing as as I always do, wear my hat because uh, I didn't wear a hat today, Nick, and I missed some spots. So I've got some nice oh, red. Sure. Uh, stripes uh, on my, I look kind of like a tiger. So it's, uh, it's fun. Did you have that Jake Berger situation? Didn't he have a spring training issue? He did. Was it a mesh hat you were wearing? I was, I wasn't wearing a hat. It was started off with a visor. I thought it was a good visor day. Oh, that, okay. Uh, it's very, uh, Coach Nagy of you. Uh, nice. Yes. Uh, very nice. I was visor guy today. Don't do that. Don't okay. do what Pat did today. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to, uh, we're going to talk, uh, all kinds of, uh, negative, positive. I, I can give you one positive thing and, and we'll get to it. I'm sure in this episode is Lenin Sosa. And I know it's a very small sample size, but let the guy play, just let the man play. Uh, it was nice to see that in the finale is the Sox salvaged a win. Sox are 49 and 75 folks. 49 and 75, 15 and a half games out uh, in the central and uh, 20, I think out in the wild card. Uh, so uh, if you're still following that and keeping track as, as I do still look at it. Um, you are are point, you really? I, I, pay, I, I look at it. I notice it. You know, I have eyes. I can see it and uh, it's not good, but I still check in. Aren't you curious, you know, like to see how bad it, it, it's going to be or it is. You know what? I uh, at this point, uh, no, I'm not that curious. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Pat: are, yeah. are you at a point of where you are possibly you're embarrassed to be a White Sox fan? Like, if oh, you're yeah. wearing a, if you're wearing a Sox hat, do do you question maybe do I get out of the house with a Sox hat on uh, or or a Sox shirt? And you're like, you know what? I don't want to hear it from anybody. I don't even want to. You know, I'm not because this is an embarrassment right now. 
No, I don't think it's at that point. I, I, I maybe in my youth, Nick, you know, cause you, you bump into, let's face it, you and I, in our youth, we would hang out a lot more uh, saloons and have types of conversations where you would have yes. to engage with people yeah. where you're getting in arguments. Sure. I, I'm typically yeah. not arguing with, with people at Ace Hardware. So it just doesn't, it doesn't lend uh, to not wearing uh, socks gear out yeah. in public. I, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Am I, but it doesn't mean I'm not embarrassed. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay wearing the stuff, but boy, I, I am embarrassed by uh, the team, the lack of fundamentals, all that stuff that's been going on and playing this team for a long time. And then, you know, go watching a little bit uh, these first two games, at least uh, of, of the Colorado series and just watching your brains get, you know, you just got bludgeoned, really. Mm-hmm. OPEC had no chance. Jesse Shulton's not much better. And and uh, no surprise, a lot of runs scored in Colorado. Luckily, today was a, a different story. But, uh, you know, uh, you're just – some guys are, are just at that point in the season, they're going through the motion. Some guys have just hit their skids. Like, oh, let's talk about Kopech, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, again, we'll talk about it until the end of the season – he is now again. Every time he goes out there and pitches, he's pitching the most innings he's ever pitched in his career. And boy, does it show on most nights. So, is it to the point where the season's lost anyway? Maybe you just shut it down with him. I mean, I or are, is no, the no. It's too valuable to to just you know well, the opportunity go by the wayside. Look, I'm just as frustrated as everybody is frustrated, confused bewildered, whatever type of word you want to use. And I would imagine Kopech is equally, if not more, out of his mind, just not understanding how come I can't figure this out. You know, I've put work in in the offseason. You know, all these expectations on my shoulders uh, back way back when at the first rebuild, I haven't been able to deliver. A lot of injuries. Uh, I've been My role has been switched around. And I, I just have not been able to show Sox fans, organization, myself, you know, most importantly, what I know I can do um, consistently. We've seen flashes, of course. I, I don't think you shut him down unless he's hurt, because I think he's got to learn from this. He's got to wear it. Um, you know, it, unless he's really if, unless he's really messed up and he's like, I just can't, you know, yeah. I'm I. Uh, but I, I think that you can learn some things from this, you know, okay. You know, because if you, if you get through this tough stretch and you're Michael Kopech and there's been a few of these types of, of tough stretches over the years, don't you think that that is uh, something that you can go to in the future when times get tough again and say, man, I saw the other end of that. You know, I got through that. I didn't give up. Uh, I, I just didn't ask to get shut down. I battled, I grinded. I know he's tired of talking about grinding, but that's where I'm at. You know, I, I it, it takes a lot of support, healthy support around him. And, and he obviously has to do a lion's share of it, but I think you keep going, but it, it's sad to watch right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, to me, it seems like one, he's not fooling anybody. It seems like, the, is he back to possibly tipping pitches again? Or is, is the stuff just not that effective? <sighs> I think it's just he cannot have a repeatable sequence. You know, we talk about I, I think I've used the, you know, the, the bicycle analogy. And, you know, you're, you're a kid and you're trying you, you're, the chain fell off of your 
of your gear, right? And you're mm-hmm. you're trying to, you've got to be like wheeling, you know, to to get that that chain to kind of slip into the to the teeth, and then it starts flowing, and and it keeps just slipping out of of gear for him, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know what how that needs to be recorrected if it is a mechanical thing if it's between the ears you know ethan katz you know where, where are you but it's it's got it's more than just ethan katz it's a lot of of copec here of so, so you if know. you're the pitching coach and you're you're part of the the staff nick and maybe someday you will be uh that would be lovely to see <laughs> Um, yep, do you, yeah. so, so how long do you keep him out there in games and, and let him just get his brains beat in? Do you, it's like, okay, let's just see how he comes with this. Let's see. He's working on stuff. We know he's going to give up, you know, uh, hits and give up runs and this game doesn't really matter anyway. Let's see how he can respond and find something. Or is it just like, again, is it, is it? But you gotta mentally. you gotta have him get through some of these uh, rough starts, though. You know, it, it's the it's the rough stretch, and it's the game within the game. It, it's the rough outings. You yeah. know, so if you pull him after a third or after an inning in two thirds or something, it's like, well, let let's see if he can get through this. You know, okay, yeah. he gave up five or six. You know, maybe he could settle down again, not ideal at all, but we also need guys to eat innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and according to Pedro Grifol, like, you know, he's still counting wins here. Uh, there's no compromising. So that, that's a, that's an organizational question. If they're looking to have eyes on anybody else, you know, any of their arms, it's like, well, maybe we're going to do a Copec and then option B and C, you know, three headed monster towards the end just so we can get eyes on other guys, young arms. But um, here's a quote from, from Grafol after, well, I'll give you the quote after Friday and after Saturday. Uh, this is the Kopech game. When you give up five runs in the first inning and four in the fourth or fifth, and you're down nine, one, that's kind of what happens. Uh, Grafol said, uh, and is it acceptable? You know, what's kind of what, ha- wait a minute. Can you, can I stop you? Yeah. What, what is yeah. kind of what happens? Just things not going right for the okay. White Sox. All right, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you because I was. <laughs> well, you know, I, I almost had a, got a way there of for a moment. I didn't know what was going on. He has got a way of saying things. Um, uh, and is this acceptable? No, but that's what happens. It's unacceptable because our job is to start the game and finish it with energy, and I will address that. This energy thing keeps popping up. You know, mm. the the culture was one week. You know the chemistry, whatever, and uh, fundamentals has been all season long, but now it's like the energy uh, lately. And and I don't know what's going on. Like, are, are guys not getting enough sleep or is there not proper nutrition available for them? Uh, you know, uh, it, I, I'm reminded of that Brian Regan sketch where he's talking about Pop-Tarts and how there's actually instructions for microwaving your Pop-Tart, like put your, put your Pop-Tarts <laughs> in the microwave for three seconds. You know, if you're just, you know, slamming the alarm, jumping out of bed, nuking a Pop-Tart and then trying to get out the door, you better loosen up your schedule. So like our guys just like, how are they preparing? Is that, is that a lack of preparation diet? I don't know. Uh, So this, so socks, you know, lose again on Saturday, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here's what Grafola had to say. Uh, There's energy uh, and at times we lose it. And when we get it back, it just comes and goes in the same game. 
And that's really unacceptable. We need to bring it every day, every single inning. Uh, we'll talk about that and we'll oh. move on to tomorrow. Okay. There's a lot of chatter. He's always addressing like- it. He says, I'm going to address it. Like, is he waiting? Like he says a lot that he's going to address this. Is yeah. he waiting to address it at the end of the season and just like the scroll, like the, <laughs> the seven seals are unveiled and there's these seven scrolls yeah. and it's going to be a big, yeah. just, okay, guys, I've told everybody we've got to address this article yeah. one, section two, paragraph three. Let's start here. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I've always seen managers, you know, making little notes. I remember my high school coach, boy, he had, you know, he had, uh, you know, a ledger in his back pocket pretty much. And he would just mm-hmm. be always taking notes because he wanted to address things after the game. Mm-hmm. Now it was, you know, when you had post game talks, I don't know, maybe Grafol, that's what he's talking about. Maybe there's a pregame uh, the next day, maybe on the plane, he's just shouting up and down the aisles, energy, energy. This is unacceptable. Um, well, well, are, are, are people even well, listening to him? fast asleep. <laughs> I, know. I, just, I hey, mean, is, is hey, it just white noise? Hey, could you bring some point? energy? <laughs> hey, could you bring some energy? Can I, I just would like a word, energy, tomorrow, up, need it, all game long, every pitch. By the like, way, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. When you were uh, a fantastic pitcher for for Lockport at, at one uh, point in your career, yeah. did they did you just get called Murawski or did you get called Nick? What did you what did they call you? They call you a number. What was like when, if you like needed a kick in the pants? Get going. Mm-hmm. What, what what were you called? Oh, it was always Murawski. Yeah. yeah. By, yeah, by like a like a curse but, word before or afterwards or was oh was usually, sure sure yeah. I mean you know it, things weren't. Uh, fuzzy and uh and cuddly back then uh man you got chewed out i mean there, there was some tough language back in the 90s back in the 90s man that was a wild place uh <laughs> mid to late 90s um yeah there was no rules uh so you know but you know you got your number uh, every now and then with pickoff plays that would be your number the first baseman would call your number and that's mm. how i knew i was i was set up for a pickoff play to first and good, good. Did you have a good move, by the way? I had an adequate move at first. I had a uh, all conference move to third as oh, a righty. Wow, um, all conference. I was, I, I was, I had a really good pickoff move to third, which I don't know if you can do anymore. Um, but boy, it, it was, uh, it was solid. I, I would, like I was that. asked to go into the bullpen to practice my pickoff move to third. Uh, because I sometimes would come in for relief. And just in case I needed to get somebody out at third, I would be practicing into the bullpen. But I was told to not make it obvious. Oh, so. don't make it obvious. <laughs> would you do? Would you just like perform this trick at parties and things? Come uh, watch my son, the crazy kid that throws the third awesomely. Nick Morowski, uh, gather around. Yeah, yeah. I'm all the carnivals. I was impersonating your father at that Oh, moment. sure. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Identical. Uh, Sydney Brown, great. And thank you, Drew, for jumping in. Uh, is Sydney, uh, great idea. Uh, we should have a definitely a weekly Pedro quote. Um, you but know, there's somebody to choose from. I know that's the How thing that would be choose? very difficult. Maybe you uh, read them all to me and, and then, uh, maybe I'll vote. We'll take turns. I'll read one week and you vote on what you think the quote of the week was. And then vice versa, we'll take turns for the rest okay. of the year. That sounds like yeah. a fun idea. That sounds acceptable. It means uh, I'll have bring to your energy, though. Bring the week. energy. Bring your energy. Um, <laughs> okay. So Sox ended up salvaging uh, the series, won the finale. Uh, Lenin Sosa, 
Good to see that. Did not start in the game. I don't believe he started. He came in uh, late and uh, made his presence felt. Uh, Colas uh, had uh, had some work. Andrus was hitting the ball pretty well lately. You know, that's the guy that it's like, uh, I know you care, man, and, and it's fun to see people care, but I, I also want to see what's coming for 2024. So I, I want to see much more Lenin Sosa. I think that's a bright spot, and I hope he's – uh, you know, I think he was brought up because of the Eloy Jimenez. Uh, there was a groin situation. No, no shocker to anybody. And then he was on maternity was leave. Uh, he well, he was he had a groin issue, which is why he didn't play. I think in the what the Cubs series or the last game of the Cubs series or something. And the groin caused a birth. <laughs> it's just, I got you know what that one was a doozy. I just have to go on leave uh, at this point. Um, <laughs> And uh, Lenin Sosa came up, so it was good to see him. Um, so, uh, you know, one of our favorite, uh, speaking of quotes, one of my favorite things is to check in on uh, the White Sox whisperer, uh, Bob Nightingale, and what he has to say, usually in his Sunday column on, in, mm. in USA Today. And, and he had some interesting stuff to say, if you don't mind me uh, rattling some stuff off to you. I want I'll you to get and, to I'll, I'll your let reaction. you try and get through this without interrupting. Yep. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, according to Nightingale, the White Sox are conducting a series of internal interviews to determine whether dramatic changes are needed inside the front office or the coaching staff. Uh, this has been one of the most disappointing and painful seasons in Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf's tenure. Uh, GM Rick Hahn has one year left on his contract, while manager Pedro Grifol has two years remaining. So interviews, who, I, I, what is, I want to know is who's doing the interviewing. Um, is uh, it Han interviewing himself? <laughs> um, Asking himself his own questions. <laughs> how do you think you've done? I think I've uh, done pretty good with what I've been given. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. Good. Good to see done. you. Interview done. Completed. Well, who is, uh, you ask who's doing the interview. I want to go who I want to know who's being interviewed. Like, is this part of, now, obviously, Jerry is the, the chairman of the board, right? And he's got the majority share of the team. Um, but there's other people that have ownership stake in this team. I don't know how many it is. I don't know really know the details of the actual structure of you know, who's got a piece and how many people are involved. But are those the people that are being interviewed, the people that actually have some stake in, in this organization and maybe some care? I mean, I... Again, Jerry's always been very good about taking care of the uh, of the shareholders. I, I think regardless of the fact of that the team is good, team is bad, if the team draws or the team doesn't draw, I think the, um, his partners always make out pretty well from what I've heard. But uh, is it gotten to the point where those people maybe are, are looking at the grand scheme of baseball and athletics as a whole and saying, boy, we could have a lot more if we you know, actually won more consistently maybe it'd be here's an idea here's here's a crazy thought um look at the the landscape of sports and what you can get for a franchise wouldn't it be nice if if maybe we were competitive on a year in and year out basis and maybe wouldn't it be nice if when this team does come up for sale that we can get the highest price i don't know it's just curious that i i wonder if it's those people are they like interviewing no offense anybody out there that does this job but are they going to the ticket folks or who's being interviewed <laughs> i uh i hope it's just random i i hope it's uh 
you know, you're, just you're whoever not... happens to be walking by. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. You got a couple. Come over here. Come into the. I, we got a, just a couple of questions. What you know? Just hypothetical. What do you think? You think major changes should be made? I mean, you, you're you're here regularly. Oh, what are you hearing? Oh, What's never. the scuttlebutt? What, like what are you hearing on the street? Great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. Th those are those are questions uh, that we'll never know. Probably. Yes. Uh, if, if someone asked me, yes, major changes have to occur. Uh, massive changes. We've talked about it uh, recently. And in the last few episodes, I, I hammered away at lockdown, as so many other people do that have a microphone or, uh, you know, are pumping out articles uh, top down. You know, it, it needs to absolutely change top down. And I, I, I think uh, Rick Hahn's got to go. I, I would love to see Pedro Grifolgo and just say, you know what? We made a big, big mistake, mm. massive, big mistake. And uh, Han goes and, and his guy, Pedro goes. Um, Daryl Boston stays. Uh, well, he's, and... <laughs> he's got the golden parachute. By the way, before we go much further, I do have to shout yeah. out Drew, who's been on fire in the text chat, yeah. the, the chat the last two weeks, as he always is. But he, yeah. he's he's all over the place today. God bless him. But yeah, I, yeah no doubt about it. Everybody should, uh, you know, be should be hoisted but again i just it's just curious that they're you know internally having these conversations and you know bad news bob i i thought was you know the jerry whisper but it's, it's also been kenny too right they're mm -hmm. they're pretty close with kenny and uh i just wonder who's the one that's spoon feeding him the information because it's one of the two and and jerry's not talking to anybody else so um is it jerry is it kenny that's that's saying that there's discussions um, because if it's Kenny, then I would think that Kenny's, you know, the one that's still safe. It's just, uh, I, I can't even really put it into words again. I, 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 you know, said at the top, are you embarrassed to be a Sox fan? And, you know, I asked you that question. I, I don't find embarrassment wearing, you know, and I wear socks gear all the time, every single day out, out and about no shocker to anybody. Um, and, and I, you know, and yeah, like I think at the age we're at, uh, you know, you don't get into those conversations that I used to when I was in my early 20s and somebody said something um, that I didn't find very favorable about the Chicago White Sox. That was a big, massive mistake. And there was consequences that usually my friends that were around me had to figure out. because You I would hulk out. You would hulk out. You wouldn't <laughs> like Nick when he's angry. Uh, yeah, you could say was, a lot uh, of things in Nick Morowski, but if it was about the White Sox, then yeah, stay out of White oh Sox. Boy, here we go. Um, that's what I, yeah. So now it's like I would find, I think there's people out there that I'll run into, you know, wherever, and it's like we'll want to talk White Sox, you know, because you, you find a kindred spirit, you find like another suffering soul, and you're like, uh, have you been watching? Do you still watch? You know, what is going on? And it is, uh, it's so dejecting. And if there aren't changes, I just, I, there's so many people I know that are, that are just done, you know, like long time season ticket holders, long time. Uh, they're just, I, I, I'm out. There's a, there's a few that are saying like, hold on. I just want to see what this organization is going to do. There has to be massive changes for me to stick around. Um, I, you know, I'll follow them, but to, to pony up that kind of money when there is no accountability, I, I can't stomach that. Yeah. Again, this will be an interesting off season. I, I said it 
um, you know, at the beginning of the season. And I'll say it again, the beginning of this season could determine the next five years of this organization. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's gone the way it's gone. And they're they're doing things now that makes it look like they're going to be a, you know, tear, tear it completely down type of plan. Just again, it could I could be wrong, but it's looking like that'll be the plan um, going into the offseason if the people that are still there uh, are making these decisions. I, I ultimately don't know if that's the way I would go. I would try and add, I would try and salvage, uh, you know, what you have on Luis Robert Jr. I, I would, I, I think you owe it to yourselves as this was your, this was your golden goose right here. And if we could find a way to piecemeal at least something together around this guy, that is uh, the first superstar we've had since Frank Thomas, that, I, I think it's I, I think you owe it to your fan base to try to put something together that's at least competitive next year. Am I wrong for saying that? Man, that 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 gets me kind of excited to hear that pitch. Uh, and if maybe that is one of the people from the concessions or something that they dragged <laughs> in. And that's, excuse me, uh, super rope beer hawker, uh, super rope guy. Can I talk to you for a second? Just what should we be making changes? They still sell super rope. I think so. Um, I'm sure. Okay. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and that super rope guy gave that kind of uh, speech that you just did. Just mm -hmm. looked Jerry square and just said, you owe it to me. You owe it to every other concession seller, every fan to maximize Luis Roberts Jr. The first superstar since Frank Thomas. Wow. I mean, you talk about, we've, you, you, we've used this reference, the Seinfeld reference where uh, the camel guy, goes from mailroom to right up to, uh, you know, the top floor. I mean, yeah. super rope guy, he's now calling the shots. Wow. He's in the front office. And he'll have yeah. a job with Daryl Boston for the rest of their lives. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it's just, it's all about, you know, you know, hitting it out when you got that opportunity. So, uh, you, uh, you, you, you know, we talked Cub Sox uh, last time. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have the same uh, allure to me. Uh, you know, you want the Sox to beat the Cubs. Uh, that was really dejecting, I found, this past week. That walk-off just absolutely – that was a dagger, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, Santos trying to do back-to-back. -back, can't – he had some nasty stuff in that win, you know. And, and I think he can be a closer in 2024. It sounds like he wants it. Just he didn't have it in back-to-back. -back, but, boy, Nick Madrigal – you know, getting things going with a home run. The next, the he was supposed to be the next Nelly Fox. Um, yeah, I, I we could do we could do a series of episodes on how that thing uh, went terribly wrong and and why it even happened in the first place. But uh, yeah, that, did that did that hit you? Were you able to sleep at night? Because I it was difficult for me. You know, here's the thing, Nick. I I think I was putting kids to bed. I watched I watched the majority of that game, and then I, I turned it off, put some kids to bed, and I'm just. Oh, I'll check in on the score. Your They're kids. up three to nothing. And uh, and I looked and and they lost four to three. And and so it's a little bit less painful when you don't have to experience it live. But I'm the I, I'm still this way. And again, even though the, the socks are out of it, I won't listen to the even the, the station that I work for in the morning the next day because of that. Because I can't handle it. I just I don't want to even hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I mm. need some time to uh, decompress. Uh, You've always bit. been that way. You and I, I uh, if, if you're if you're new to uh, good guys talk back, and then you're you're jumping on from from lockdown, boy, 
really appreciate it. Thank you so much for for following me over here at, at Good Guys. And we've been at this for for five years now. And Pat and I have known each other uh, since high school, not high school, almost like freshman in uh, college. Uh, we were doing radio and, and TV and broadcasting in college. And man, it instantly connected and uh, found out, you know, we were both diehard Sox fans and the rest is history. But you've always been like that. Even back in college, I remember you saying just you wouldn't watch highlights. You wouldn't watch Sports Center. You'd stay away from all that stuff if they lost. I kind of I'm more of uh, I want to know, you know, I, I watch all of it. But even if I, I, I happen to miss here and there. I still want to know, like, I, I will, I will listen. I will, I will read the articles. Like, well, what happened? What did they say? How, how did it develop? Like I'll, I'll avoid Twitter now. I mean, it, it's changed. I mean, being, staying away from social media um, is, is something that I, now th this is a little bit unique. I, I lost like the last two games, you know, to Colorado. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, you know, ostriching it and, and sticking my head in the sand. Um, but to a, in a Cubs game, for sure, can't stomach it, can't do it, N not going to happen. It would have been great. It would have been great. It would have been a, a nice way to um, have something positive, you know, a two-game sweep, a little bit of payback for what happened on the south side and kind of derail the Cubs from some good things. They're looking at us and licking their chops because they've got an easy schedule. would have been nice to, uh, to, to hand them a little humble pie, but it was, uh, it wasn't for not, it was for not. And, you know, we wait until next year to the next Windy City Classic or it was Windy City Town Classic, right? Years ago when it was, yeah. it was one game and it yeah. didn't count. And that was the game that Jordan played in. And uh, that was the Windy City Classic. It's Steve Lyons that uh, played every position, um, you know. So I still call it that. I referenced it that, but, um, you know, it, yeah. Again, throwing it in the middle of the week, a two game series, it doesn't help. You know, it doesn't help the allure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, towards the end of summer, kids are going back to school. That thing used to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, prime summer. Uh, it, it was outstanding. But um, Mike Clevenger pitched in that in that Cubs series, and uh, I believe he did fairly well. And, you know, he's uh, Sox are going to make a decision on that, or, or maybe Clevenger's going to make a decision. Uh, I don't know. Uh, under terms of uh, the agreement, Clevenger will receive $8 million in, in 2023 with a mutual option, uh, $12 million option for 2024. That includes a $4 million buyout. Um, I, you know, do you think Clevenger feels like, oh, I don't know, man, I, I might be able to strike it on the market. I might be able to make, uh, oh, yeah. it, it could, it could be a weak market. I, I might be able to make a little more here. If, if it were me, well, again, he's got a lot of baggage, obviously. So he may have to play it differently than maybe other guys in his position. You know, if it was somebody else, you know, without the, you know, the history of, of whatever, happened or allegedly happened all that stuff um you know that that uh that's on his record um maybe he just says i'm, I'm gonna roll the dice because i'm a i'm a starting pitcher i'm a guy that's had a lot of success in this league um and now i can i've got some good stuff i put it out there on tape and i can go out there and and you know bet on myself a little bit right there's gonna be somebody that needs a, a starting pitcher of my caliber and of my ilk 
But with him, maybe he goes, this is probably the safer option for me not to go, uh, go out anywhere. And I can, I can make another good year. It would probably be just another one year deal. I would imagine I would think, but I could be wrong there too. But, um, you know, all, all things considered aside from him, you know, his availability at times, um, I, I can't say that I can complain too much about what Mike Clevenger has brought to this team this year. Yeah, in a season that uh, they just need pitching, they need innings, and you know, and you look to twenty twenty four and where those innings are going to come from, and he he might be somebody that they they are going to have to rely on, whether you like it or not. Uh, do you pay attention to? Uh, we've talked Jake Berger. Uh, do you pay attention to any of these players that have left the White Sox uh, at the trade deadline, namely Lynn uh, or Giolito, and what they've been doing? Not really. You know, it's why, why you want to do that to yourself? You know, I, would you, would you continually check in on the next girlfriend to see what she's doing? You just want to, you want to torture yourself and see how, how much fun they're having. I don't think so. You just, it is what I it just, is. They're off with I'm somebody curious. else. Yeah. I, I'm a little curious. Lance Lynn has been pitching pretty well for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, Nightingale featured it a little bit in his, uh, his Sunday article with USA today, you know, Dodgers made the right choice with going with Lynn because Giolito, uh, he's one for three, uh, one and three, I'm sorry, with an 8.14 ERA for the Angels. Is that um, bad? It's not good. Is that wrong? It is. I've uh, not done that. <laughs> got a fleet ignorance here. Uh, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not ideal. So uh, interesting, you know, it's not always pitchers just uh, leave the White Sox and they just completely flip things. It feels like it happens quite often, uh, but a lot goes into it. A better defense, you know, uh, uh, pitching for a team that will actually score you a bunch of runs, you know. It changes things. I mean, more I'm energy. Happy for, There's more energy with those teams, perhaps. I'm happy for guys if they go out and have uh, yeah, energy, for sure. If they go out and have success with other teams. But I, I don't really go out of my way to, to see how they're doing or, or look up uh, – you know, burger home run highlights and see how much fun he's having down in Miami. It, that, that ship has sailed. It's time to focus on other things and, and, you know, worry about the guys that are on this team and think about, you know, what this organization wants to do going forward. I, I don't know that I need to torture myself uh, like that. And and the same goes for, you know, with Giolito. I, I had no idea that he was one in three with an eight ERA because I don't really care all that much, but I do, I'm also not happy. It doesn't give me any joy to go, oh, good. He's, he's mm. shit in the bed over with another team. I'd like to see him do well. I have no, no reason for him not to do well, especially with my team out of it, you know, right? So it'd be different if, you know, the Sox and the Angels met each other in the, in the playoffs. And it's Giolito, you know, that, that would be an odd situation, right? You trade away starting pitcher and you make, uh, make the playoffs, but let's just say that happened. That would be a different story. Then it's like, oh boy, I, I don't want this guy to shove against us and knock us out of the playoffs. That would be just, you know, uh, terrible. That'd be like salt in the wound. But mm-hmm. um, in this situation, it's like, okay, whatever. I hope you, I hope you have fun, have a good time, have a great career. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Drew mentioned uh, in the chat in the comments uh, Jake Berger, and I, and I like Jake Berger a lot. Uh, and I, you, you can't for me in my in my opinion such a great story tough to root against uh and everything he overcome overcame and you know the the injury stuff and the success and he just he just felt like 
man, he's really turning a corner here. All the work that, again, talk about giving up. I'm sure he wanted to give up several times. I believe there's probably even articles about it. And and he persevered. And uh, but but based on what he did this season, he got to have you know some consistent playoff, uh, consistent playing team time with a team that could be going to the playoffs in Miami. So uh, that that is a good story. But it doesn't like drastically move the needle. It's just like oh okay, that's just an interesting you know uh, perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an it's an interesting. I guess, uh, people's story, so yeah. to speak, uh, of, of White Sox players from the past and what they're currently like, where are they now type of thing. It's like, oh, yeah. oh that's that's interesting. So right. when when and if any of these these guys that we've traded away do make it to the playoffs, right? I'm, I'm sure the Dodgers will. Uh, Angels, not so sure about. But, um, you know, will you be, you know, will you pick a team? Do you ever pick a team in the playoffs to root for? And if you, if you do, would it have anything to do with uh, guys that used to play for the Sox? It has. Yeah. I, I believe it has in, in the past. Um, you know, sometimes when I look at teams, it's just like, well, I, 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 somebody in my life, I'm connected to somebody, you know, in my life, that's a fan of that team. And like, they haven't seen the success from that team or, you know, I'll, I'll use it a football analogy. You know, when the bears were out of it uh, years ago, and and I know this was tough to stomach, but I was, I was happy for the Eagles when they won, because I had a really close friend at the time that was a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And mm. it was like, well, you know, and he told me like it had the connection between him and his dad and, and watching Eagles games and, and Phillies games and, and I was just really I'm like, cool, man. I'm glad you had that moment. That that's great for you. You know, I was, so I was uh, rooting for for that in that Super Bowl. Like, okay, I'd like to see the Eagles win for him. Um, and I'm sure it's happened in baseball a few times. Uh, I'm trying to think ex- specifically about a former player. If I if a former White Sox player, if I was like, oh, I really want, I really want good for him. No, I'm sure it'll come to me eventually. I can't think of one specifically either, but I know I have. I know I've thought, oh, I'll, I'll root for them because of this player and, you know, whether they win or not. But it just it gives me something or a reason to root for one team over the other. I'm not um, – you and I are not uh, sports betters. You know, we're, we're probably no. the last uh, two 42-year-old uh, sports fans in America that are males that do yeah. not – sports bet on our phones all the time and i yeah uh, i don't i just don't have i gotta have something i can't yeah well we talk about it maybe one day we'll actually put down a bet on you know day game after night game after the Sox score we've been in we've been in vegas though you and i we've we've bet on the white Sox, and we did and they won the world series so maybe it's my fault that they (laughs) you know that's the last time i I think i bet on on anything was was uh in 2004 when we were in vegas together yeah I bet on the White Sox the, the mm-hmm. following year to win it all. And yeah. I won eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we did. No, do. that we was it was in two thousand we were in two thousand five, Nick. That's what yeah, we I think it had to be. We were there in the summertime and they were playing well, yeah. so the odds were not yeah. in my favor. I don't know if you could put down a future bet. Uh, like that far advanced. Um, oh, they'll take your money. They'll just sure. <laughs> somebody will. Somebody, somebody some super it. rope. Some guy yeah, selling super ropes on the strip. Yeah, just like, yeah, I'll I'll take that. I'll take, I'll I'll take that, that bet for you. I'll take that bet. I'll uh, ask him next time. Will you take a bet too? Now, are you uh, speaking of bets? Uh, I you know here's a good one. If you bet that Tim Anderson sticks around and, and is wearing a White Sox uniform and 
in 2024 and beyond. Um, you know, Anderson was suspended, of course, for that uh, fight with Ramirez in Cleveland. Uh, his suspension was reduced from six to five games. And uh, Anderson came out and, you know, apologized and had this big statement uh, recently. I'll just read you a blurb here. Uh, I always try to lead by example, Anderson hmm. said, but I haven't given a good example. So that's definitely not a good point. Uh, but I try every day to be better my to better myself and better the guys around me. I'm pretty sure this organization knows what type of person I am, what I bring to the table and how I work. I've got to be better. I have to be better. I will be better. Hmm. Uh, keep working and I won't take anything for granted. Keep hmm. trying to better myself as a whole uh, on and off the field and just keep pushing. Uh, the Sox hold a $14 million option for Anderson in 2024 with a $1 million buyout. Well, I, I just don't know. I mean, has it been the last three consecutive years, if not every year he's been suspended for, you know, multiple games, you know, he's got beef with a lot of different players and different organizations. I, I don't know. Maybe that the Sox are just not kind of tired of it and tired of the act. And when the juice isn't worth the squeeze, you know, like it has been this year, maybe it is time for the buyout and, and let him go on his merry way. And maybe that would be the best day of his life. You know, Nick, there's, I've, I've heard from people, I, I've been very fortunate to never been, you know, fired from a job in my life. Um, but I've heard from some people that do get fired. They're like, thank, thank the Lord. I, I just need to get out. You know, some people are just yeah. happy to be fired. Yeah, because, of course. Uh, they just need a new start and they just don't know how to get going. And this is their opportunity to do that. Um, so I just wonder if it's, it's time for him and the time for the organization and both of them just go in their separate, uh, you know, ways. And, and he may find, you know, be rejuvenated somewhere else. Um, but it's, it's odd though, because, you know, this was the guy, this was the change the game guy. This was the guy that was the face of this franchise and almost the face of baseball for for a time if you remember mm -hmm. there yeah. was a lot of discussion i mean his face was on video games he was it was the again the change of the game comment the he was in a dairy the, the queen wag the, well, what's so. that yeah yeah it was it was everything it was everything that you know baseball wanted was like oh tim anderson young and flashy and, and new aged and gonna bring a lot of you know new fans and eyes to the game and and really all it's done is he's he continues to be like a black cloud right now. And he's, and, uh, and the, and the skills haven't been there this year. So I, I don't know. And I just don't know. I'd like to have the player back that, that we used to have. I really would. Um, but I just don't know if that Can player I ask there this question and good point by, by Matt. Um, yeah. I, the apology was, was needed. It was, it was definitely better than um, yeah. The, the bizarro cryptic uh, you know, tweets and, Boy, uh, we were going to read them, um, but I, I don't know if we just were going to be able to do them justice. They were they were some bizarre stuff after the incident. So, uh, yeah, it was needed to have that apology. Is there any worth in comparing? Uh, I, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to talk this out. A uh, Dennis Rodman situation with Tim Anderson. There, there was a baggage with Dennis Rodman, but there was also a lot of success with Dennis Rodman. And, and there were some suspensions and there was some fines and, you know, he drew a lot of attention. 
but the Bulls were pretty damn good. And he was really good, you know. So, you know, I think when you I think you can let things slide when the team is really good and, mm-hmm. and you're playing really well, even though a suspension would hurt your team. But I think you see where I'm getting at, uh, perhaps. And yeah, and it's just the way Anderson's been going. It's like, I don't. Yeah. To your point, it's like, mm, I don't know if all this is worth it. Yeah, I, I, winning cures everything, right, Nick? I mean, you you win. You're part of a winning organization. You can deal with you know that kind of stuff and the sideshow and the circus act. And uh, but when you're a team that is really floundering, I mean, all your warts are seen, right? There, there's there, there's no ointment going on anything. Everything is out there for everybody. The boils are are bursting. Uh, they, they're That's seen the by the public. Such a graphic image. Well, you know, maybe that's a, oils and yes, oh, maybe that's a, the title of this episode. You've never used the title of mine, but uh, okay, bursting I, boils. Bursting boils. You know, I, I walked into a, a, a Menards uh, this past weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, the boils and the warts that reminded me of you know witches and what have you. The Halloween stuff is already in full force, uh, and, and I saw it at Jules. Uh, the Oktoberfest is out, Pat. So just so oh yeah, you know, that's been uh, out for several yeah, weeks. Okay. I've been told right. by somebody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so we're, we're flipping the calendar or we're yeah. flipping the you know the season's over. It's fall, baby. Yeah, bursting boils. Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, I, I I don't know. I, it used to be a, an absolute guarantee for me. Like, and I and I I thought Tim Anderson was going to get you know that nine figure deal, hundred million dollar man, first one in history for the White Sox. And I, I don't feel that way anymore. Um, and I, I just don't know what to, I don't so would know it what shock you if he got brought back. Would it, would it, would it surprise you or would you, would it just be kind of like, okay, I, I guess I could, it's like, I could see it both ways type of thing. Or would it at this it point wouldn't like, surprise wow. me? It wouldn't surprise me, but also if he was traded away or something happened where he just wasn't in a white Sox uniform next season, I also would say, yeah, I, I could see that. Where two years ago I would have been floored yeah. that that would have happened. Yeah, I think I would be a little. I'd be a little surprised if they brought him back at this point. Mm, I think there's. Really? I think it's a little bit. I, I think again, when when you're playing well and you're hitting over you know three twenty, and you're being the you know the reason why t- the team is winning because you know we all saw it for a time period the record this team had when Tim Anderson played in the game it was astounding we called them the straw that stirred the drink type of thing and you can kind of deal with whatever kind of personality he was or whatever there you know the situation where he's not sitting by the teammates in the locker room and whatever it is you know right and they, they tried to trade him at the trade deadline and nobody would have him so maybe now it's to the point where it's like okay you're, you're not that good i don't know if you're going to get any better the power has just gone away and evaporate, evaporated. Not that there was that much power there to begin with. And the defense has never been, you know, a, I would say more than above average. So I think I would be surprised if they held on to him, to be honest with you. Hmm. Well, you know, there's going to be, I think, a lot. There's going to be a lot happening. I think this Bob Nightingale uh, blurb in, in the USA Today was just the beginning. I think there's going to be more stuff, uh, whether we know about it, whether it's true, whether it's just putting fans down, you know, just wanting – this is what 
the organization thinks fans want to hear. So maybe ticket sales increase or something of like, oh, I heard there's going to be changes at Bruin. I better set my money aside. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, that's a conspiracy. But I, I think there will be changes, though. Just is it, to what degree and will it just be reshuffling? Um, but, uh, yeah, time is uh, time is dwindling down. I, I want to see some of the young guys. I want to see Lenin Sosa get more playing time, uh, consistent playing time. And, and I just want to, you know, I want to see guys that uh, could be helping this team in 2024. You know, how are they, how are they being able to be groomed or given an opportunity to, to gain confidence? And um, that, that is paramount taking that into the off season, you know, ending the season on some good vibes knowing like I might have a shot in 2024. I think that helps set somebody up for success. Yeah. It, I agree with all of that, Nick. I would like to see, you know, the, the younger kids play too, because at this point, regardless of what, you know, Pedro Grofal says or what he actually thinks or believes um, it, it's got to be about development at this point, you've got to take the opportunity that you have and develop what you, 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 you maybe have your starting, uh, shortstop, or maybe you're starting second baseman right on this roster this year. And it'd be nice to kind of find out more about these guys. So looking ahead uh, for this week, uh, you know, how I look at the Sox, I, I usually go off of, well, you know, what's Pedro Grafol telling us to look at? And, and I, and I do want to hold them accountable. If you're going to put that out there and say that, you know, you're looking at energy and you're going to address this and, and try to sustain the energy and the focus the entire game. I'll continue to look at that. You know, I'm curious to see, you know, how they, how they feel teams, what the roster looks like and uh, you know, certain pitching efforts, you know, that, that to me and, and Santos, like I, he could be a valuable arm in 2024, you know, and, and Michael Kopech's next start and, and all those kinds of things that, you know, are we stringing anything together now with, with this season being gone? Are we stringing anything together, especially when September rolls around that could give you hope into the off season? Boy, oh boy. I don't know. I was thinking this today, Nick, you know, the old saying that, that hockey used to say you win 60, you lose 60 and the other 60, all that stuff. I just hope that we win 60. Mm. <laughs> We're supposed to win 60, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that's uh, we might get to the point where you play that old game of once September hits, uh, will the Sox win more games in September than the bears uh, or the other way around or, Yeesh. you know, yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I have definitely had uh, higher hopes, much higher hopes as everybody did for this Rocky series. So <laughs> you had hopes, you were still hoping, huh? The Rockies are a horrible team, but I we're a horrible, horrible team. team Nick. So I was just hoping we were, weren't as bad as the as the Rockies. Jeez, well, yeah. that's. I guess we can hang our hat on at least the one game we did win, and we have a better record than the Rockies still. So, take uh, that, also, Colorado. Uh, I, I believe we we talked about this before as we're round round uh, wrapping this uh, episode up. Uh, the reverse boycott, I believe, is still on uh, August twenty fourth. It's a Thursday. Uh, you can find cheap tickets, go to game time, uh, get that app. Uh, they usually can give you some, some uh, free bucks, you know, when you sign up, get some cheap tickets, go with some friends, you know, exercise your voice, you know, the frustration, uh, mm -hmm. you know, 
We saw what happened in Oakland, different story, of course, than uh, the Oakland situation. But I feel like when like-minded people uh, can come together, can unify, you know, organize in, in a peaceful uh, way to get a message across, you know, I think it could, it could, it could be powerful. Will it be listened to? I'm not sure, but it'll be heard. I, like I know. Farm aid. <laughs> exactly like farm aid. It's the same thing. Uh, it, it, it is with t-shirts, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll see. And, uh, I, again, I, I think, uh, it, well, you're just giving more money to Jerry. Sure. But again, if you are frustrated enough and you just don't feel like you're listened to, you know, I, I completely support that option as uh, as a way to just, you know, exercise your voice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll see Corey Lee. Uh, it sounds like it from Pedro Grafol, from what he has said, you know, he wants to get a look at him. It'd be nice. That, that would be something positive to see mm -hmm. what we got, uh, in the backstop world. We've got enough of them recently. Uh, see if we could get some of these guys that we got, uh, you know, in this flurry of moves, uh, I don't know how many are, are ready, but I feel like Corey Lee, you know, we might get some eyes on that. That would be nice. Um, yeah. Well, well, uh, I guess here's hoping for a fantastic end of August and into September and just see what we got. Pat, as we say goodbye, I just want to, uh, I, you know, I want to thank a lot of people uh, that were listening to me at Lockdown have jumped on to, to Good Guys Talk Back. And, and a lot of folks were doing Good Guys Talk Back and Lockdown. You know, I ended Lockdown my time there uh, this past Thursday and uh, so many wonderful comments and, and, you know, posts and messages and, and boy, I, I, I just, I can't thank you enough for the continued support and, and the kind words. And it has been tough the last two years, but, uh, there are so many diehard Sox fans out there and it's been great to just kind of connect with all of you. So I really appreciate you, you, you jumping over. Uh, this, if you're a first timer here to good guys talk back, this is where I will be. Uh, we do this once a week. I'm hoping to uh, start doing a couple more episodes here and there, especially when news breaks. And, um, you know, we've been at it for a long time, but, uh, you know, it's even in these difficult situations, it's good. To, I think just uh, as you always say, Pat, just therapy, you know, we can talk it out together. That's a good therapy session. Well said, Nick, I saw a lot of the messages you got and I'm, I'm sure I didn't see half of them, uh, but you did fantastic. And, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll be here with you every Sunday. We're just going to, we're going to chop it up and, and do the best we can to entertain the folks. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure, buddy. Um, folks, thank you so very much for joining us here Sunday night in the comments on YouTube. You can find the audio absolutely everywhere. Pass it along to other Sox fans in your life. Uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel. We do appreciate it on Twitter at uh, good guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page for Pat Hester. I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sacks.